Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast. Where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And I don't know if it's because I've been trapped inside too long or I'm hallucinating, but I keep seeing everywhere that the tigers have a king now. (laughs) And I am very confused. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, Shao Kahn. So I think... (laughs) I think uh, I think I've been inside too long. I think I need to get outside, get some fresh air, because I am I'm starting to imagine things. Maybe it's like a Disney sequel, like to Lion King, the Tiger King. <laughs> this would be the worst Disney sequel ever. <laughs> yes. You know, as we continue in the the quarantine and everything, you know, there's really not a ton of Disney news because the parks are closed. The movie theaters are closed and everything. So I think, you know, over the next few weeks as we continue to work through this, our shows are going to change a little bit. They'll probably be a little bit shorter because we won't have Disney news or like new topics to discuss as much. Um, and, and just because any of the news coming out is kind of um, sad. It's kind of down. It's not necessarily like happy news coming out. So no real, you know, Disney news this week. I think we'll, we'll probably skip that section like I said, for a few weeks. So our main topic this week that we're going to discuss is the Disney Institute. But before we get to that, I just want to thank our sponsor this week, who is uh, Podcorn. Podcorn is a platform for podcasts to find advertisers or for advertisers to find podcasts to sponsor on. So if you're an advertiser or you have your own podcast and you're looking for a little bit of revenue, check out Podcorn. We signed up for them uh, a few months ago and it's a really easy website to use to find advertisers and you kind of just have a pitch out there then the advertisers can select you. So it's a great way to add a a little bit of revenue to your podcast. So uh, check out Podcorn. It's podcorn.com and we will put a link in the show notes. And that's pod, P-O-D, corn, C-O-R-N, right? Correct. Okay. Awesome. All right. So so this week, like I mentioned, our topic is the Disney Institute, which I know, Angela, you found very interesting as you were researching this. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did. Um, I know a couple of weeks ago, we had talked about a couple different episodes, and I told you to leave this one for me because I wanted to do the research and kind of go through and prepare it. Um, because the Disney in- Institute, basically, I mean, just to jump right in. Well, I was going to say, before you kind of jump in, I mean, I, I'm kind of aware of it because... I, I see advertisements for it for classes because essentially they have business classes now, which kind of um, you know made me aware of it. But as you researched it, it goes back a lot farther and has a pretty interesting history. Right, right. So what the Disney Institute was, I mean, I know it still exists in a certain... I mean, it does exist a little bit, but the way that I'm talking about it is basically the actual like brick and mortar of it. So um, what the Disney Institute was is it kind of depended based on when the guests attended. There was a point in time whenever people attended that it was a family experience and then later they moved to more of a business experience. So in the most general way possible, it is uh, a vacation for self self growth, which I'm going to elaborate on on in a minute yeah so this it it was a really interesting kind of idea that disney had and its roots go back at least the the land that it was built on its roots go back all the way to the 70s so when they first built disney world down there they had the lake buena vista development and that was supposed to be a mix of like a of residential and hotel villas and everything and they started in the in the 1970s and they were going to build residential property on there, but that got scrapped. 
in the late 70s and 80s, once Disney realized that the residents there would have voting rights over any proposed resort or additional development. And so they didn't want to have that and have, I think, a group potentially interfere with building additional hotels. So they, they kind of scrapped the, the residential homes idea and, and rolled into villas and everything. And then that went for a period of time. But then in the 90s, they started with they, – they changed it over to the actual Disney Institute. Right. And another thing about this is it's not Disney University. Um, You might have heard of Disney University, which is what specializes in training the cast members. So this is a completely different thing. So who do they train in air quotes? And this, whenever it started off, it was just about anyone. So their main principle here, um, you know, they, they applied it to healthcare, to retail, to a bunch of different um, kind of entertainment. So it really span, went uh, ran the gamut there. And you can look up some of these things on YouTube now and find some shorts that, you know, I think these are coming from the business classes that Joe was just talking about, where you can t- like learn about how they create a culture of care there and learn certain leadership principles. Yeah, so really the idea behind this, and it's it opened in 1996, on the uh, Lake Buena Vista development. But the whole idea behind this, kind of like you said, it was a more educational vacation experience. So they had like all sorts of different classes and things that you could learn. So, it, you know, in, in kind of the same way, like, you know, Epcot is kind of based on education. This was, but this was an actual like learning. So it's actually based on the Chautauqua Institute up in New York. Uh, that Michael Eisner actually attended. And it's a similar idea. It's kind of a retreat, you know, a higher end retreat, learning development type thing. And so they decided again in the 90s when they were looking to develop and expand Disney World that this was something they could add. And so you'll kind of get into this with the different classes and the pricing and everything, but it all had a Disney spin on it. So it was a way, it was a unique vacation experience. Okay. Yeah. So whereas most of their parks have that passive, you know, you're just enjoying the atmosphere, you're enjoying the rides. This one you're able to participate in and actually take something a little bit greater away um, as, a, as a form of a skill. Talking about this, it sounds incredible. I wish it still existed today. I would love to attend, but uh, the cost of it seems like it was pretty astronomical. So it so it was about six hundred to two thousand dollars, and but that was a, a multi-day package, though, right? Because a lot of these courses were a couple days to up to a week. Yeah. So again, whenever we were looking up the information, I saw about three different price ranges when I was reading the information. So it uh, seemed it in some places it almost sounded like it was per day, and sometimes it sounded like it was per like three or four days. And I'm not surprised by that because. You know, during the life of the Disney Institute, I think they were constantly kind of changing because it wasn't necessarily a model that took off. Right. I mean, as you kind of said, it's it's not still around today. So I wouldn't be surprised if every year or two mm-hmm. the pricing model changed and that you know it it maybe started out where yeah it was five hundred a thousand dollars for a, a multi day experience and then that wasn't working. So if you don't have the numbers, how do you make revenue? You increase ticket prices. You know, and then so it becomes, you know, more expensive um, as time goes on. So, yeah, I'm not surprised with the varying price. I, I've heard that, yeah, that was for like a multi-day kind of package. Um, I mean, the, the current pricing of it with, with the business classes, it can range three to $5,000, but that is a multi-day uh, 
three or, or four day, depending on the class experience. So, I mean, even at that, you're at a thousand plus dollars a day. Um, so, right. you know, yeah, the 90s. It's pretty steep. Yeah, in the 90s, I mean, I, I could see it being $500 a day, but I, I do think it depended on what the classes were. Right. So they had 28 program studios and a, th- a thousand plus seat outdoor amphitheater, an indoor performance theater, a movie theater, a golf course. And there was so much more. I didn't want to bore everybody with I mean, they built all an entire the resort. I mean, yeah, they, they exactly. Spent, they had a restaurant. They spent, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars probably to build this thing. I mean, it was a huge investment on their part to, to turn the, the villas into you know, it was a luxury resort area. I mean, whether you took a class or not, it was just a great place to be, it sounded like, with all of these amenities that they had. Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned, like, they had a lot of different classes and things. So what were some of the classes? Because I know they had, like, a wide variety of programs. I mean, they had almost 40, 50 different options that you could take. Right, exactly. Yeah, it, they had so much um, that basically anybody could have found something that they would be interested in so they had animation classes that you could actually work in clay clay animation well that's what i want to do like sculpture and things (laughs) yeah i've I've looked for uh classes in in sculpting that's always something that i find very interesting (laughs) when we watch the uh imagineering i think it was the imagineering story one of the other documentaries on disney plus and they showed kind of the behind the scenes of Pixar and the animation. Yeah, I didn't even know have, that that existed. It what might they have did. been the other documentary on kind of like the history of Disney animation. But yeah, the, just how they would they sculpt out the characters before they would design them in the computer animation. I would love to be able to do that. That's they even mentioned on the on the documentary that that's kind of a dying profession because it's now. It's, it's mostly computers. It, but it's cheap. It's cheap enough that you can model it in a computer. Before, it was very expensive to model in a computer. That's why mm-hmm. you use clay. But now it's not. But I would love to learn how to do that. But there's like no places you could take class. So this that would be one that I would sign up <laughs> yeah. for. Yeah. Um, and also, they offered some sketching classes that you were working with, you know, like Disney animators. Uh, the I mean, there were so many things that appealed to me. But they had a culinary program. You could do Taste of the World where you create dishes from other like geographical regions. And that's kind of similar. I mean, some of this stuff, you know, as we talk about it, it does sound similar to things Disney still offers today. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they have the animation academy classes. So it's it's a very brief, it's not some sort of intensive class on how right. to draw, but it's a brief one. You know, at, at the Food and Wine Festival, they do have the kind of behind the scenes tasting or, uh, you know, test kitchen learn from a celebrity chef or a Disney chef. And again, it, it's a it's a much more scaled down experience. You know, maybe it's a few hours or something versus a couple of days. But they do kind of still have some of these you know better ideas throughout right. the park. Right. And and yeah, as opposed to it being you know an intensive, um, you're there just for that. You can kind of sprinkle those in among the just like relaxed nature of your regular Disney trip at a up fee. So yeah. Um, they also had pastries and confectionery. Uh, so dessert anyone? I mean, I'm all in. I don't know about you. I want to learn how to make some of their desserts. Cause that's part of the best, like one of the best things that they do. They had wine. This was the name of the, the, the course wine wonders and song. I don't know where the song comes in, but they taught you about like wine pairings and what your, you know, what foods it goes with. They had gardening and landscaping. They had the great outdoors was one of their categories. So um, that included rock climbing, tennis, golf. Uh, I mean, 
Basically anything you can do in Florida, they had a (laughs) class for. They had a photography course that was a four-hour trip around the world showcase in Epcot to photograph architectural details. I'm actually surprised they don't have something like that today. Because I I would think if you offered a uh, photography class, a two- or three-hour photography class before the parks opened in any of the theme parks... Oh you could easily charge. They'd make a killing on it. You could easily, yeah, you could easily Bring charge a few hundred dollars and go around with one of the the photo pass photographers or you know some sort of professional photographer because a lot of them, I mean, they are professional photographers. Those photo pass people, uh, but yeah, go around with them. You get to photograph some of the iconic landmarks. You get to photograph, like you said, this in Epcot, the, the architectural details. I mean, you you could easily charge three or four hundred dollars for that. Oh yeah, and it's sure. before the park opens; nobody would even know. Yeah, Pe- people would pay a lot of money to to get into and be able to photograph a Disney park when nobody was in there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of people wait very late at night until everybody else leaves to get you know empty shots of Main Street. You know, if you mm-hmm. had something after hours or before the park opened, people would people would pay. A lot of money to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Disney, you can send our royalty say, checks right, right to us. Yeah, I was gonna say they're gonna. You watch in the next year, they're gonna have that. Um, I should have predicted that on our <laughs> prediction show, Joe Stradamus. We did at the beginning of the year on our predictions for the next decade. I should have. That would have been a good one. We to can predict. we can retrospectively go back and just put it in now. It'll just be a really strange voiceover. I could I, do that. I could edit that one in. <laughs> Um, they also offered a TV radio program where you'd make short films that um, during the classes that later would air on DITV, which is Disney Institute TV, which I think ran in the hotels. I mean, just really cool classes that you could take if any of those are your interests. And also, if you remember when this started, it all it was a family vacation. So you could also bring your kids along. So they had they designed certain youth programs and they had two different groups. They had a grouping that did that was seven to 10. And so they would offer them acting, singing, dancing, campfire cooking. That one's incredible. Like, okay, how to make the perfect s'more, how to make mountain pies, that kind of stuff. The kids would love that. Uh, how to create comics. And there were other things too, but those are some of the, the highlights. And then they also offered classes for people who were 11 to 15 years old. So this would be cartoon secrets for comic strips, tours of the Utilidors and Magic Magic Kingdom, which is basically the, the, the keys, keys to, yeah, to the kingdom yeah, tour keys now. The kingdom or, um, so there's a keys to the kingdom tour. And then there's a uh, like larger behind the scenes tour that's that's um, that's l- like that tour, but then extended. I can't remember yeah. the name of that one right now. Um, the so I was really confused whenever I read that though because I'd never heard it called a utilidor before. So I looked it up. I didn't realize that I didn't realize that the utilidor is that's what they're called. Yeah, it's like the tunnels that go underneath. And it has all their electrical and telecommunication lines and I all that stuff. I could have told you in. that. You don't have to look it up. Just ask me. Well, I didn't really know what it was. And I'm sure that there were probably some listeners that were like, utilidors? What are you talking your, about? you're uh, your Disney card revoked there for not knowing that one. I, I you got to know, know that. I don't know about that. Oh, I bet there are on. people who don't know what that meant. I might need to find a new co-host here. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a lot of things I don't know Disney related that that are far worse than that. Um, they also offered rock climbing and art classes too to that age group. So in addition to that, they had some classes that didn't really fit into the other categories of like the adult categories of 
like photography, radio and TV. And these ones were some of the really interesting ones. Like they have an antique treasure hunting class. Um, hello, does anybody here ever, has anyone ever watched Antiques Roadshow? I mean, this is incredible teaching you how to, what to look for whenever you go to a, um, when you go to a yard sale or an estate sale, that would be incredible. They had a DJing class. They had an Imagineering class, a puppet telling class, which I don't know if the source that I got it from, if they meant puppeteering, but puppet telling. And they also had a self-defense class, which I really hope was taught by Mickey Mouse himself. Cause I would love to see Mickey Mouse just doing some like, Kung Mickey. Fu. Yeah. Yeah. Like in his cute little outfit and then also kicking people and like flipping them. And I don't um, think Mickey's allowed to do that. It might've been Donald duck. Oh yeah. You know he's, what? He's a little rough around the edges. You're so. right. You're right. I think yeah. Donald would be better, but ultimately you know, it didn't work out. It didn't last very long. By 2003, it was closed for good. But, I, you know, I think one of the reasons it didn't, it, it never really caught on. I mean, they had a lot of great classes. You know, like you said, the, the price, probably depending on the class, was a little bit expensive or kind of reasonable. But I think the biggest issue was if you're taking a trip to Orlando to go to Disney World, you don't want to spend three, four, five days in these classes. You want to spend time at the parks. And so it's kind of hard for people to say, all right, well, I'm going to take a trip to Disney World and then I'm going to tack on three or four days for a thousand, two thousand more dollars just to take these classes. When I mean, these are some incredible classes, but it's difficult to do that. You're not going to want to just go do that and then not go to the parks at all. So I think that was kind of one of the the biggest issues with it. Right. And I think that that's also why, you know, you said that it closed for good in, two, in 2003. And in 2000, they actually changed structures and they made they took away the family-oriented part and this just made it a multi-day seminar for business professionals. Because, and that's what it still is today. Because they don't want... Um, the families didn't want to spend all that money with their kids. And I'm sure their kids are like, I'm in Disney. I don't need to be in all these classes. I wouldn't go to the parks. And that's what it still is today. So, I mean, the Disney Institute is still around. Uh, and like we said, in 2003, the actual, you know, building and, mortar. and resort in Florida closed. And they actually uh, built the Saratoga Springs uh, resort there. So right outside of Disney Springs, so that, that DVC resort. But yes, yeah, the, the Disney Institute is still around today. They still host seminars down in Disney World. So like you said, they're, they're multi-day seminars down there. And then they also do have uh, one-day seminars throughout the country, which are more reasonable. They're like $500 or $600. And so they're, they're just a one-day kind of focused. And that's to... So you can do that, or if you want the more intensive courses, you know you can go down to Disney World, and and I think they incorporate days in the park, theme park tickets and stuff as well, knowing just like the same way they get a lot of conventions and and um, they get a lot of conventions and things down there. Where if you're on property for your convention, one night you're going to a dessert party or something like that, so they kind of incorporate that in there as well. So so the Disney Institute kind of. Not in its original form, but in this new business-oriented form, is still around. And I think it's doing quite well. It's kind of teaching the you know Disney principles, and, and you know Disney is a huge company that runs theme parks, hotels, restaurants. I mean, it's it's uh, you know very well run. So I mean, th- I think a lot of people would pay 
you know, and do pay a lot of money to learn those principles. So it's kind of teaching those principles to other businesses. Right. And say you don't want to spend the money to go down to that, or you don't want to spend the money to go whenever they come to your local college or university and do their one day course, you can actually check out. There's a couple things, not a lot, but there are a few short clips of um, some of the Disney like employees talking about some of the, um, you know, the ideas that they have. And also uh, when the original program closed, a bunch of their instructors got together and they wrote up, like they summed up their knowledge in a book that's called Be Our Guest, Perfecting the Art of Customer Service. I'll have to read that. Yeah. It sounds like something that's right up your alley. But yeah, it, so I think that it was a, it was a really cool, innovative idea. And of course, I mean, you know, some ideas take off and some don't. This one didn't quite take off, but it, I mean, obviously they, there's still some merit to it. So it still does exist in many different forms as, we, as we've mentioned throughout the episode. Yeah, definitely. So I think that, that wraps up the show this week. If any of our listeners uh, went to the Disney Institute while I was around or oh know anybody that went and took Ooh. one of these courses, definitely let us know Please what you let thought, us know. thought about it. Yeah, tell us all about it because I'm I'm so interested. And I'm sure that there are so many classes that weren't listed in the places that I, that I got the information from that you can enlighten us to. Because, I mean, they just sounded like they had the coolest classes ever. Yeah, so so definitely let us know and make sure you check us out on Facebook or Instagram. We're at Enchanted Ears Podcast on both. Make sure you leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. We're also working on some YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, I'm editing those being... Uh, quarantined at home gives me <laughs> more time to do that and, and time to film. So we're working on that. So hopefully um, we have those videos up coming here in the next few weeks. Yeah, so we'll definitely be on the lookout for yeah, that. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you on the podcast. Yeah, when we'll post up. it to Facebook as well. So if you want to like like our Facebook page for any you know updates that we have. Um, but but hopefully those are coming out. Yeah, soon. I I really I mean just to talk about it briefly. I had a really fun time recording those with you, and I think it was. It was it was a cool thing that we could do, you know, audio. We can't do visuals. And so it was nice for us to be able to take the visuals and bring those in as well. And believe me, you're going to want to see the visuals because we have one coming up where we try our hand at drawing some Disney characters. <laughs> and you have to see it to, to do it justice. <laughs> So, so that one will be coming out um, within the next couple of weeks here, and we will definitely let you know. So, but want to thank everybody, you know, for continuing to listen and support the podcast. And again, you know, make sure you subscribe to us. You know, let uh, let your friends know. Yeah, your uh, friends Rachel are probably Logger. home. They could they're probably walking around cleaning their houses and stuff, yeah, and, 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 to and listening to. to a podcast while cleaning is one of my favorite activities. So, you know, spread the word out there. And thanks for lending us your ears. All right, have a great week, everyone. See you next Monday. Stay healthy and bye.